0: No matter what kind of year you had, there is always something so peaceful that comes with this Christmas time. Here in our church, we don't necessarily call it Christmas time, but we call it the season of Advent. The season of waiting. When we think of the word Advent, um, for most of us, it's, it's, in, it's, a, it's part of the title of who we are as Seventh-day Adventists. But the word Advent is very simply Coming. The advent of something is its arrival, its beginning, its birth. We enter into the season of advent because it is during this time in the Christian calendar that we intentionally focus our thoughts on the coming Christ. Now for some of you are like, what is this advent? Simply this, the Christian calendar, which is made up of the 12 months of our calendar year, The Christians have divided into three main seasons. There is Lent, which is the Easter time. There is Ordinary Time, which is most of the year. And then there is Advent. Advent is a time of waiting. Advent is about the renewal of all things in the person of Jesus. Advent is a time of hope, even when hope is at a minimum. Because for us, living in 2014, we live in a time of war and of unrest. If you turn on your television or if you just turn on your computer and you look at the news, there is something about ISIS, this terrorist group, every single day. And we are at war with them. We we seem to be constantly at war in the Middle East. But we don't even have to look across the country, I mean to another country. We just have to look at what's happened this week in our country, in Ferguson, and in other major cities. There is war everywhere, but it's not just these physical wars that we, that that take our attention, but sometimes there are wars in our workplaces, there are battles in our churches, and sometimes there are even wars within our families, and yet it is during this time of Advent where we can choose to lay aside all of these wars, all of this violence, all of this unrest. And we can say, we know that all of this is going on, but during this time of Advent, as we keep our eyes focused on the God who is coming, that perhaps we can be filled with hope and with peace as we expect the fulfillment of the coming Christ. The season of Advent is about longing for a day when everything is as it should be. Because if we look around, things aren't the way they should be. Your finances aren't the way they should be. Your family life isn't the way it should be. Sometimes church life isn't the way it should be. Perhaps you live in anxiety of a workplace where things aren't as they should be, but it is during this season of Advent for these five weeks out of the year where we can say, regardless of what's going on around us, we can have hope and know that because God is coming, we don't have to fear. It's not just about the Christ that is coming, but it is that Christ came once before. You see, during this season of the year, we share stories of a poor family whose son was born in a manger, in a farm, in a stall. We tell stories of a a 2,000-year-old tale about a child who was born in the meagerest and in the humblest of situations, not just because it's a good story, because we've heard many other great stories. If Hollywood made a movie about it, it probably wouldn't be super interesting because it's really short, But we tell that story because it's a reminder that God has reached into human history. God has reached into time itself, and he has intervened in such a powerful way that we know that God can intervene in your life today. We tell this story and we sing these songs because it is a reminder that God will stretch out his arm once again and renew all things. We look to the first coming of Christ because in that first coming, we have hope that he will come again. Advent is marked by a spirit of expectation, of anticipation, of preparation, and of longing. It's a time of active expectation where we don't just sit back and wait, but rather we learn to live into the kingdom of God that is present all around us. But I would say that the main thing that characterizes the season of Advent is that it is a time of waiting. A time of waiting. On Thursday, after we got done with our annual Thanksgiving feast, right, after everyone was full, I, uh, I jumped into my car and I drove over to the Best Buy that was near um, our house. And I wasn't really in the market for anything. I just wanted to see, like, are the people still waiting in line? It just fascinates me, right? The people would wait for days. I wasn't going to buy anything, but the lines were all the way around the corner, and if any of you know me, I don't, I don't like to wait for anything, so I would never wait for more than a day or even an hour to get into one of these stores. I just can't do it. I remember one time I did. We, um, we waited overnight at Target, and I don't even remember what, what I was going to buy. I don't remember how long I waited. I just know I was there overnight. I remember it was cold. I remember my battery died on my cell phone, so I had nothing to listen to. There was nowhere to go because people out of your seat, right? Like if, you're, if, you, if you leave for long enough, they can assume you're gone, so they'll just scoot over. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are still trying to get enough rest to cover up or to make up for last night from wake or the night before. But the more I think about it, I remember waiting, and, and if you've ever waited overnight, and some of you have you realize that it's not just waiting, but there's only so long before your battery dies on your cell phone and then you have to start talking to the people that are next to you. And as you wait on these Black Friday lines, it was a reminder that waiting in line at Best Buy is a lot like what it is to wait for Jesus. In some weird, twisted way, Waiting in line for a 65 inch TV at $150 is a lot like waiting for Jesus, but with not as good a warranty. Some of you are like, You're crazy, Pastor. And here's what I mean by that it's not about the item that you buy when you get to the end of the line. But the reason it's a lot like our Christian experience is because as we wait for Christ, there are some people who are just going to look to the heavens and wait and wait and wait and forget that there is life to be lived all around us. But just like when you're in line in that Black Friday line, when you begin to realize that it's not about the object you're about to purchase, but you begin to form relationships and friendships with the people that are around you. You see, Advent is a reminder that even though we long for the coming Christ— God has given us something tangible in this earth, in our time, to be able to get a glimpse of what eternity will be like. It's why I've given my life to serving in the local church. Churches are far from perfect. Churches have battles and wars of their own. But I also believe that it is in the the context of a church where we get a glimpse into what eternity with God will be like. And here's why. The only thing you get to take to heaven is what? Each other. And the church, when we come together as one, we begin to get a glimpse into what eternity will be like. We, we will likely sing songs. We will pray together in heaven, I'm sure, somehow, way, even though God will be present. But you will have each other. The Bible doesn't tell us anything else about heaven what heaven will be will be like other than God will be there and you will be there and it is this time of advent where we are reminded that we have a little piece of heaven here on earth. Some of you may be saying, "Well, pastor, you don't know what I've gone through in a church. We've all been hurt in churches." But that doesn't take away from the truth and the reality that this is something good and true and beautiful that gives us a glimpse into what eternity will be like. And so during this time of Advent, it is a time of longing and a time of waiting. This morning our reading is from Revelation chapter 1. It says this, Grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and is to come. Look, he, Jesus, is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, and even those who pierced him And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. And then it quotes God. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the one who is, who was, and is to come. The Almighty. Amen. The whole reason... That we gather together and we celebrate the season of Advent is because we hold true to the words that Jesus is coming again. And the question that we all wrestle with is how long must we wait? Some of you have been waiting longer than others of us. Sometimes within this time of waiting, we begin to lose hope. What if Jesus doesn't come back? Things are getting so bad, what if he doesn't come back in time? We look at all of the negative things all around us, the drought in California, the wars, the earthquakes, the tsunamis. We look at all of these things and we say, Jesus must be coming because things are getting worse. And I believe that Jesus will come. But Jesus says, quit looking for me in the clouds. Focus on what I have given you to do now. And to get a little more into what that means, I have the verse here. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I want to stop there for a second. The, the passage that didn't make it onto the PowerPoint, which I just realized, is that there is a passage in the book of Matthew chapter 3, and it says that John the Baptist preached that, he says, repent for the kingdom of God has come near." This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Before the birth of Jesus, what we find is the story of John the Baptist, his cousin. And he says, clear the way because Jesus is here. And for us today, the question that we must ask ourselves is, what is it that you have to clear away in your life in order to make space for God? I think that's something that we need to take a look at on a daily basis. We talk about surrendering our lives to God on a daily basis. Every morning, we surrender our lives. But the question that we must address is, what are the things that are getting in the way of our relationship with God? Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship maybe it's a substance whatever there are things that are continually challenging time and our allegiance and what the prophet john says is that we must clear away all the things that are getting in the way of our relationship with god because the only people who will suffer are ourselves and this is where we come to this text where it says that we must lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There are some people who will look to the clouds to ask, is Jesus coming today? The truth is, he came 2,000 years ago, and God has given us the promise of the Spirit that he will be with us every single day. And so we don't have to look to the future to begin to experience the realness and the tangibleness of God, because God says, I have given you a race to run So lay aside everything that gets in the way. I want to finish with this last passage. It paints a picture. And Jude says, Beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. As we wait for this coming of Christ, if you feel yourself beginning to doubt that Christ will even return, If you feel yourself beginning to lose hope because life situations are becoming so overwhelming to you, we can be reminded that we are to build ourselves up in the faith that we have been given. And a part of how we build up our faith is very simply to pray. And I know that some of you say, well, I don't know how to pray. The trick or the truth behind prayer is that there is no right way. The good news is that no matter what words you use and what order you put them in, it's not about the words you are praying, but about the openness at which you want to receive the Spirit of God. And we finish with this last last little bit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So as you begin to prepare, some of you have already put up the Christmas decorations Some of you have already put up the lights and the tree, and your house looks like a winter wonderland. As you begin to work towards Christmas morning, I pray that you would remember that this is a time of waiting, of anticipation, of expectation. But we don't have to wait for a time when Jesus will come, because some of us will wait a really long time, but rather that the gift that God has given you is right here in front of you that you have been given a glimpse of eternity and a glimpse of heaven when we gather together. May these services and these songs and the scriptures that we read, may they give you hope in a world of hopelessness. And may you keep your eyes on the God who is coming.
1: So one of the tangible ways of of thinking about God with us is this idea of God uh, being our friend. And so this is this is a song about that, and we'll we'll ask you to sing with us. And you sing, sing it out. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you would hear me? That you would hear me? Is it true that you are thinking of me? Or is it true that you are thinking of me? That you would love me? It's amazing. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I that you are mindful of me? Sing it out. That you would hear that you would love me It's amazing it true that you are thinking of me? That you would love me? It's amazing. I am a friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God.
2: Blessings this Thanksgiving. One of um, the greatest blessings in my life is my church family and this beautiful church that we can meet together in. And I'm so grateful and thankful to be here this morning. But of course, maintaining our church does take a few funds here and there. And so this morning, our church offering is for church budget. By the way, just as an aside, doesn't our church look beautiful this morning? The lady, thank thank you very much to, I wrote this on my hand so I would remember, Suzanne, Jen, Tricia, Amanda, and Darlene came in and took their own personal time to decorate our church so beautifully for us. So at this time, if the deacons will come forward, we will take our offering for church budget. Loving God, we come to you this morning in thanksgiving following the thanksgiving season as we welcome in Advent knowing that all we are and all we have is a gift from you help us to do your will we offer to you this day all the facets of our lives not just our money but whether it be at home at work at school or here at church to be patient to be merciful to be generous give us the wisdom to understand your will for us and the passion and the selflessness to carry out our good intentions. We offer our gifts to you this morning as an act of faith to reflect our love for you, for the fellow members of this church family, and for our neighbors outside this church. Help us to reach out to others as you reached out to us. And though there is no gift comparable to the gift of your son, may we give lovingly and cheerfully of the gifts that we do have. In thy name, amen.
1: Amen. So, I know maybe we aren't planning for this, but let's do it anyway. Let's worship in song as we worship with our giving. The sweetest frame but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Let's sing that again. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest fame but holy trust in Jesus name We stand Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm When darkness seems, sing it out. When darkness seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace In every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the rest. See. You. Sound. Oh, may I then in Him be found, trust in His righteousness alone, and faultless stand before the throne, Christ alone. Save Savior's love through the storm.
0: let us pray. Gracious God, we are thankful for your being here. We are thankful that you've reached out into human history to show us that you have not forgotten us. So as we leave this place, may the words of scripture marinate into our hearts and into our minds. We pray that you would bring us through this week safely. In the name of Jesus, we pray. amen.
1: Amen.